Right now at Sprint, get any next-generation Samsung Galaxy phone and get the new Galaxy S10e to use on us with Sprint Flex Lease. The Galaxy S10e has a pro-grade camera for effortless pro-quality images. Visit a local Sprint store, sprint.com slash Samsung, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Galaxy S10e, 3125 per month. Second phone, $0 per month. After 3125 per month credit, apply within two bills. Requires two new lines and 18-month leases. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Excludes tax, subject to credit, $30 activation fee and restrictions. Offering coverage not everywhere. Welcome to Lions Radio Network, where the show takes you on a roaring adventure with entertaining and stimulating topics focusing on entertainment, sports, business, world news, along with many other topics. Whatever your interests are, you will find them right here on Lions Radio Network. Jess Messen Broadcast is hosted by Jess Fole, a visual artist from Baltimore, Maryland. Jess invites those who've inspired her to recount their tales of becoming professional artists and creators. Through sharing memories and stories, Jess and her guests relive experiences, discuss new projects, and foster new ideas, all while making sense of this crazy pop culture world we live in. Tune in weekly for a variety of guests ranging from musicians, designers, artists, and entrepreneurs who are actively creating the world around us. And now, it's time for Jess Messen Broadcast with Jess Full. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jess Full coming to you pre-recorded today um, from Baltimore, Maryland, in my studio. And we have a special guest with us who hasn't called in yet because we're catching him in between um, actually driving on the bus to Buffalo and getting ready for sound check and a gig tonight with Tab Benoit. So hopefully we will get him dialed in here in a sec. But in the meantime, let's talk about our special guest, Eric McFadden. Eric McFadden is a guitar virtuoso, songwriter, vocalist. He has toured with the world both as a solo artist as well as with funk legend George Clinton Parliament from Parliament Funkadelic and rock legend Eric Bird and the Animals. McFadden is a member of the new supergroup PEN10 along with Thomas Bryden, Mars Volta, and Norwood Fisher from Fishbone. McFadden spent years touring extensively with the Eric McFadden Trio, which is how I really know um, Eric really well, which features bass phenom James Linton, Tom Waits from Tom Waits, and drummer extraordinaire Paulo Baldi from Cake and Les Claypool. Eric is also a member of the all-star band Stockholm Syndrome, which also includes notable players such as Dave School's Widespread Panic, Jerry Joseph from the Jack Mormons, and Wally Ingram from Cheryl Crow, Danny Lewis from Government Mules. Eric also collaborated with Fishbone frontman Angelo Moore and Queen Delphine on a project called Tasty Face. So there's a bunch here that we can talk about, Eric, until he signs in. Eric has also collaborated on stage and or studio with Regal likes of Bo Diddley, Keb Moe, Living Color, Joe Strummer, Nels Klein, Les Claypool. I mean, I can, George Porter. I mean, you know, Pat McDonald, Bernie Worrell. I mean, these it's just Bonnie Raitt, Ron Wood. Um, I mean, this is like reading this resume. It's crazy. Oh, there he is. Let's see. Okay, hold on. Let me bring him in. Hey, Eric. What's up, buddy? Oh, I'm just hanging out in Buffalo at the moment. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm good. So we're already recording, and I was just going through your bio, okay? <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> so, so welcome, man. Okay. 
So, okay, we're right in the middle of just getting through this crazy list of people you've worked with. And, all right, so Eric McFadden is a veteran of such celebrated West Coast bands as Alien Love Stock and Angry Babies, Tasty Face, Liars, EM, EMT, and the Faraway Brothers, and recently signed with Tab Benoit's label, Whiskey Bayou Records. And that's pretty much where we're catching Eric right now on the road with Tab Benoit. So, Eric, kind of fill us in on where you are and what you're doing. Well, yeah, that, that is what's happening. I'm out here with fabulous Tab Benoit. We uh, played uh, uh, in Pennsylvania. Now we're in Buffalo, New York tonight. So I'm going to do this for a week. And uh, then I'm going to go and do some of my trio stuff. And I'm going to jump back on with Tab again in April and just kind of just keep doing that for a while. You know, so That's, uh, right. Tab, That's yeah. a fun show. That's a really fun oh, show. Oh, yeah. So far, it's been, you know, great. We're, you know, Tab produced my album also, and so it made sense to come do some dates. And our friend Eric Johansson's out here playing with us as well. So, right yeah, on. Okay, so let's backpedal, and can you tell us how you started become like how you started playing music, and really how you found guitar and all this good stuff? Give us like the precursor to Eric McFadden, the rock star we know him as. Cool. <laughs> yeah, the, the <laughs> I know. I feel like I'm her story, but... <laughs> well, how, what the hell happened? Uh, um, I got born somehow. I think it was my mom's fault. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah. I know she had a lot to do with it anyway. Um, so that was in New York. I mean, I was born in New York, East, you know, East Village. My mom used to hang out. I mean, my, I have a very young mom, and she was hanging out and seeing the, you know, neighbors with Allen Ginsberg and, you know, with Miles Davis and Richie Havens and met Bob Dylan. She was, you know, the fugs, all that stuff. So she was already in music. So I was listening to a lot of music in the womb. Sun Ra also used to rehearse next door to her, to her place. So um, <laughs> then when I was, uh, I finally got, I think my dad, had a 12 string. I started playing that when I was 10, and I finally got my own when I, right after I turned 11. So that was kind of it. I just rifled through their albums first. They had a pretty good collection, and you know, from the Beatles and Cream and Zeppelin, Hendrix, Stevie Wonder, Bob Dylan, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. So my my folks had a pretty good extensive taste in music, and uh, so I just checked that out. So really, I just started playing the guitar then mainly obsessed with the Beatles at that moment, at that point. But, uh, but that, when, you know, after a a series of little bands in high school, bands playing keg parties and all that, I finally decided to try not to work a regular job anymore. I mean, that was killing, I mean, nothing against, uh, well, I'm glad, yeah, it was hurt. It hurts to play guitar after you've been working construction all day long and hammering things and bashing your fingers. And so, you know, for well, washing it's, 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 once you're doing stuff like that, because I mean, I can't attest to like the physical labor of something of that degree. I can only imagine how exhausting that would be. And then going and playing a gig. I mean, my God, but like oh, when yeah. you are on a level where you're playing or you're arting all the time, you know, like where you're putting in full-time hours at that. And then you're doing another full-time thing. You get to a point where you have to like make the choice, you know, like, mm-hmm am I going to dial this back to it being a hobby and whatever, or am I going to make the go at it? 
you know, like. Cause that's you just really it. You have to make a decision because you've got to make a lot of sacrifices initially to do that, and a lot of people don't want to be that uncomfortable for that long. So that's kind of where, where the test no is. No kidding. I so appreciate yeah. you saying that because it's like people are kind of like, well, you know, you get the idea of, you're, well, you're living your dream and doing what you love to do, and that's really true. But in order to do that, you eliminate so much. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a price there's a price for there's a price for living the dream and doing what you want to do. You know? it's a, and, um, Amen. I know, and I know everybody naturally everyone would prefer that things were easy um, all the time, like that doing what you love would be easy, or that achieving anything that you want would be easy. But that typically is not the case. I mean, for some somehow, I mean, I'm sure there are exceptions, of course, to that. But uh, but you know, it's not for me. For, it wasn't like, for me, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no. It's still. It's still a struggle. I mean, it's, but it's. 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 You know. It's not even a choice. It's more of a. If you're compelled, if that is what you have to do, then you're just going to do it. I mean, and so. Right. You know, it's not like uh, I ever had. <laughs> there was any other option, really. You know, I'm like, well, I'm gonna. If I don't do this, I'll just die. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> it's all over. You don't want me around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what was like the first? you know, I would say professional gig for you, that was really like, you know, of course you love making music and playing music and stuff, but what was like the first gig for you that you were like, holy shit, I'm here, I'm not ever going back from here, I've seen the other side and I'm staying, I'll do anything to like play, you know what I mean, to keep this up? Yeah. Like, were you like, this is my job? What was that, what's that memory? Well, you know, there's, it's hard to pinpoint one, but I know there's a, a moment when in my old punk rock band, Angry Babies, you know, when we were out on the road, I, I remember that having that feeling, just first being on the road and touring, going, yeah, this is it. <laughs> you know, just 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 being able to go new places and play in different uh, venues and have people show up. To me, that was good enough. I was, uh, you know, I was pretty sure that there was no turning back at that point. You know, and then of course, uh, but as things progressed, I think there were more little pinnacle moments. You know, that uh, you know, like I think joining, uh, like first, you know, joining uh, George Clinton's out. You know, joining P Funk was a big uh, turning point too. That was. Uh, yeah, I think so. And, and I mean, moving to San Francisco also was a big one. You know, when, when my band Liar started to do well out there. And, uh, you know, but then uh, that leading to, uh, you know, that led to some, some pretty cool things. I mean, just some, I met some uh, great people out in the Bay Area. and um, But uh, I think P-Funk was a big one. And uh, being able to uh, just be a part of that circus was pretty educational and mind-expanding and uh, <laughs> certainly uh, lent itself to some good stories. You know. and, well, that's and, what uh, I, I think you get to when you get to a level when you're like coming up behind people and you, you know, get acknowledged by those who are ahead of you and they're like, you know, come and experience what we're doing. And you get to, in a sense for you, it's literally play on that level. For me, it's like to be involved with it or, you know, to get to show my art with it, you know, like they're like these stepping stones that, you know, the money comes and goes. Sometimes the money isn't even that great, but as far as like creative professionalism, it's like the, it's like the rungs of the ladder you take 
before you climb, yeah, exactly. and they count. There's value in them, right? All, all of that matters. All of it defines you, and all of it is, is you know, and, and, and being validated, too, is, you know, poor people need some validation. And for me, to, just to be have people like George Clinton or Eric Burden or whoever uh, hire me kind of at least gives you that sense, like, well, okay, you know, that's that's validating or opening for some of your heroes and having them praise you or say nice things about you is validating. That That's a big part of it, you know, because that's the part that really appeals to that that kid that was sitting in his bedroom playing the guitar all those years, you know, to hear, to finally be playing with some of the people that whose licks you were trying to cop off of those records and have them actually give you that kind of validation is pretty, is pretty major, you know. That's like, a, you know, just... Uh, to be able to, on any level, to live that dream. Because I remember just staring at the album covers or imagining being out there, what it was like to go other places or play on stage in front of a bunch of people. Or uh, so I mean, and, and honestly, you know, even though this playing music is is there's a lot of reasons to do it. I mean, this, the main reason is because that's what <laughs> I don't have a choice. But it's, it is cathartic. Well, yeah, it's an it's an emotional care for you. You know, like that's how. At first, like, even with my art, I was like, okay, this is, like, cool and all that I can do this. And then it was, like, when I really got, like, I want to just say arty when I was like, all right, this is what you can do with this. This is, like, who's paying attention or whatever. You know, I kind of got emotionally invested and connected to the fact that, you know, you do create a opportunity to like have opinions heard or create discussions and like I do that through visual art you do that through audio art you know and you know I kind of look at that like as you are I look at myself as like a vessel and that took a long time to even like for me to get wrap my head around like I was like who's paying attention to me who's listening to me but then or who's even looking at my stuff and digesting it but then it was like apparent that like not that's not something everyone can do not everyone can play the guitar and deliver music the way you do and if you have that gift in a sense and you have the opportunity that you can really share it and own it and whatever like that's like kind of yeah. what you're supposed to do, right? Like that's how yeah, I Yeah, and you should, I think it's, a, it's kind of a, it's a responsibility to do that, you know? It's a, 100%. And, and it's, you know, I mean, for one, also what the value in what you do, you cannot discount or dismiss like the, the you know, I used to do this maybe even uh, from a more selfish standpoint, but now I recognize more uh the, the value it has other people like it's more than just entertainment for many you know for many people this is their lifeblood it's, it's it's something they value on a much deeper level than just going out and partying and getting you know and having this be the backdrop to your <coughs> night out right of town. no you so, you, know, you know you get people a, through the day you get people through you know like people through, through hard times. It's yeah like it's I, interesting I, like even for me as a painter and as I've grown grown up and my fan base has grown with me and that's expanded, like people have started to understand me through my art, which has made me more comfortable in opening up about me and why I am the way I am. And like well, yeah, in doing that in, you are in your art and that's that's who you are and that's being reflected in you. So it's uh, in, a, in, a, in a sense they are getting to know you through that you are without ever meeting you on, on a level. You know? You're right. And like, but then in return, like they're getting in touch with me and saying, I appreciate you doing that. That's made me comfortable with this about myself or whatever. And I get these emails and I'm like, 
oh, my God, this is what my music friends were talking about. Like, what an amazing gift that you can that give is, people, is, like that comfort. That's probably the greatest thing of all. I mean, out of all the other things you get out of it, I don't think there's anything that makes it more, that makes it feel more worthwhile than that, like getting a letter or an email from anyone that says it helps them get through anything, the death of a family member or Katrina or through, or, do, or anything, whether, uh, you know, uh, big or small. Yeah, you know, that's, that's, <clears throat> and then totally. the people can relate or identify with you in some way that, that, that helps them, you know, that is, is the ultimate, really, when it comes to uh, the reward in doing all this. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. So, okay. So, let's tell us about, um, you know, kind of what you're doing with Tab and with this new record and kind of all that good stuff you got going on. Because I haven't seen you in a, a while. Last time I saw Eric was, I mean, a few years ago in New York City. I think I might have, I, I don't know. Like, it was, it's been ages. But, um, I know, it's like time flies. But, like, so I feel like I have some catching up to do with you that, you know, whatever, but tell us about what we're doing now. <laughs> well, right now, which really, the now thing started a year ago when I ended up going to uh, Louisiana to record this album with Tab, and uh, and I had uh, Doug Wimbish play bass, um, the great Doug Wimbish, who I love in all, in all ways as a musician and human being, and uh you know, Doug's been one of my favorites for many years, you know. Uh, before we were friends, I was a big fan. You know, he played with Mick Jagger and Jeff Beck, and, of course, still with Living Color and all that. And he uh, played, and uh, then uh, Terrence Higgins, who I'm on tour with now, with Tab, played drums on the album. And Terrence, you know, from uh, Dirty Dozen and Warren Haynes and Annie DeFranco and all that. Great guy and great drummer. So, pretty good crew out here. And then we've got you know, uh, uh, Tab's bass player Corey is playing with me, and uh, Terrence Higgins and Tab are playing with me. So we're all sharing each other out here. Eric Johansson, Tab, and myself are sharing the band. We are each other's band. So uh, pretty cool thing. Whiskey Bayou Records review, kind of. You know. So, yeah. Uh, so um, you know, I got I got this going, and basically I'm uh, just doing my uh, solo and trio stuff. I do have. Um, uh, another record to do with Cab coming up, but right now I'm just pushing this new one's called Pain by Numbers, and um, I'm pretty, pretty happy with it. It's uh, pretty raw, you know, coming out is of a it, difficult period. Did you finish it, and is it available online already? It's already been it's been released. Yep, it's already out there in the world and online and all those places. And uh, so um, yeah, just under my name, it. just Eric Mc, Eric McFadden, Pain by Numbers, and. Um, so that one's out there. I, I also I also did a uh, it was for this French label. I, I released a uh, all acoustic ACDC tribute, and then <laughs> Omar Torres and I have put out um, a duo record. So there's been a lot of stuff out this year. Their last year, late last year, it came out. So uh, I just got back from Mexico. A whole different thing out there. I mean, it was, I was just half naked on the beach, and now I'm freezing my ass off in Buffalo. So it's kind of a little bit well, of a shock yeah. there. That's um, yeah. I've been doing a lot of work. I was telling you, like I've been up in Buffalo a lot, and I hope you guys have a really good show tonight because here's what I've learned about Buffalo, New York. And I mean, I have a long-standing relationship with Buffalo. I went to school not far from Buffalo, like out in Western New York, and 
then now I'm back up there quite often working with Music is Art and Robbie Takek from the Goo Goo Dolls. And, you know, they are just like the most, Buffalonians are just the coolest people. Like they turn out sleep, snow, rain, shine. They want to have a really good time. And, you know, it's just like a really, really kind city. And I have so many connections to Buffalo. It's a trip because when you said you were playing there tonight, when I, the way that Eric and I met many years ago was through Tea Leaf Green. And I met Tea Leaf Green in Buffalo. So, like, oh, right. my whole music career, music art career, has this whole, like, centric thing around Buffalo that it just keeps well, going and going and going. Oh, yeah. So this is sort of a starting point for you. Yeah. I love the I I love know. Them it's a trip that um, you're out, you're up there right now. I just hope you have such a great time. And like, so we're running out of time here. So Eric, we'll, I'm going to send, or I'm going to share your links online when um, we post this interview. And I so appreciate you taking a few moments out to talk to us when you're on the road. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to let Pleasure you go. To talk to you, yeah, we need to speak yeah, we'll again catch soon. up. Yeah, yeah, we'll catch up and I'm going to try to catch you on the road here in a little bit. And, um, you know, I just have so much fun tonight, and I'm so glad we caught up a little bit, and I just wish you the best. Well, and likewise, Jess, and I, have, you have a great night, and I'll talk to you soon, okay? Okay. Rock on, brother. Thank you so much. We've been talking with Eric McFadden from EMT. He's on the road right now with Tab Benoit, and you've been listening to us on Lions Radio Network. And this is Jess for Jess Mess and Broadcast signing off. Thank you for tuning in from all over the world. And we'll be back next week, hopefully, with a live episode. Talk to you soon.